up, we thought food was only something that could be enjoyed. And really, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. So much of life happens in the kitchen. It's a place to gather, to laugh, to burn your meatloaf while the kids do their homework at the kitchen island. So if life is happening in the kitchen, that's where we want to be. It doesn't have to be so hard. We can be great dads and great cooks. This show is about us trying to figure it all out. I'm Chris. And I'm Phil. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. We do have real lives outside of Radio Land. For example, I've been passing a lot of time selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Selling stuff? Yeah. Like um, weed? Don't out me, Chris. Defer. Don't out me. Kind of. Kind of, sort of. I was originally going to go with your body, but weed felt safer. The things I had in mind were like a PS3, some jeans. Actually, Ashley had this pair of sevens that I bought for her years and years ago. And she just wasn't really into them, like didn't love the cut. And so I just sold them. And these were, I want to say, like seven years old and they had never really been worn. And we got a lot for them. People love their seven for all mankind, I guess. But you know what I got really excited about through all of this? I really don't know, Phil. Okay. Please, please share. I got nice ratings. I got good seller ratings on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, yeah, that's I got good. five stars, Chris. Huh, huh. I didn't know ratings were a thing on Facebook Marketplace. I didn't but either. Are, and are you reveling in all of the five stars that uh, are surrounding you lately? When you combine all of the stars, all of the five stars that have been coming our way, yes, I'm reveling. Because as you know, Christopher, it's not just Facebook Marketplace that loves us. It's Apple Podcasts that loves us because we get five stars. If you're listening to the show, there's a good chance you've already rated us on Apple Podcasts. But if you're like slightly less than weird, like if you're if you're approaching normalcy, some sort of normalcy, then definitely jump over. It, it, it it's, it's great for us. It's great for the show. It helps us keep going and do the thing, world, internet, do the thing. Okay, so we're done? Well, I don't know. I just wanted to mix it up. We usually plug that at the end. I wanted to do it at the beginning, because why not? Well, now mentally, I feel like we're done. So I'm going to go home now. All right. Nighty night. Love you. So maybe we should talk about something. Have anything okay. in mind, What should we Phil? talk about today, Chris? Oh, I asked first. We could do an entire show on ingredients. We haven't really hit that yet. I was I was actually thinking the same thing, Phil. You know. Oh, you were? Just randomly. All of our shows happened to come about. We just kind of pull the topics out of thin air. Sure. Okay, on the count of three, if we're both thinking ingredients... And of course, none of this is scripted because it never is. On the count of three, we'll each name the ingredient that we're thinking of. Okay. You ready? Yep. One, two, three. Yeast. Weed. <laughs> You're actually, I th- this, is, this is so stupid, <laughs> but I think to make this really fun, you should actually say cauliflower. <laughs> you brought it up earlier, so. Okay, so I'm, I, I'm going to be honest, Phil. I don't claim to have a lot of expertise in that ingredient. And honestly, I don't think I actually have a lot of expertise in yeast. I don't think I do either. I told you about the sourdough starter that I tried to make, and that just died. Oh, really? I didn't know it totally died. I thought it like, I, thought, I think yeah, it I got too cold. It. Nope, nope, totally dead. It got too cold. Yeah, it got too cold. We kind of had a cold spout come through the area like two months ago, and I just couldn't recover. I, I think I just had it too close to the window. Like I kept reading all the warnings, like make sure it's in a nice, warm, cozy area. But I was like, come on. Well, they were right. You definitely need to keep it warm and cozy. Mine's dead. But, you know, if my sourdough starter's not working, then I don't know. Maybe I could just sub in something else, like what could some you, other ingredient. What could you sub for that other than 
bread. I guess if you're if you're making a pizza, Phil, you so cheesy. It's the worst. <laughs> you did once mention uh, cauliflower crust pizza. Honestly, yeah, I still haven't really had good. it. I feel like so I'm missing out. So the funny thing about cauliflower cauliflower crust pizza is that the first time I had it, I ordered it intentionally knowing there's just one place that has it on their menu in lieu of regular pizza crust. We were doing like this whole 30. Yeah. And, you know, like the whole 30, there's like a lot of things you can't have with the bread kind of being like the most notable one. And I saw that you can do a cauliflower crust pizza. Great. So we get it, you know, we order it, we eat it. It was delicious. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was really, really good. And then come to find out the reason it was so good is like in order to make a cauliflower crust pizza, you have to mix in like a bunch of Parmesan cheese mm. uh, with some eggs. And then that kind of like keeps the whole thing together. And cheese is another thing that you're not supposed to have on a Whole30. So, so why are you I eating a my pizza? Wife, just loved it because we wanted to pretend like we were having fun, <laughs> that we were enjoying life. Okay. So did you not have any cheese topping? There's no mozzarella on nope. it. What'd you put on mm-hmm. it instead? Like some basil, some cherry tomatoes. So you're just going to have like... Maybe that was it. Like cauliflower. And garlic. Cauliflower, tomato. That you, you just built a salad, Phil. Yeah, we pretty <laughs> much just had a salad. But it was tasty. <laughs> okay. Cauliflower crust is really good. You should try it. It's like really crispy. It really brings out like the flavors of some other things in it. I think it just like allows for some strong flavors to be present. And that's one of them. So... Okay. Okay. I'll have to keep that in mind. Actually, I'll have to find some place around here that does cauliflower crust. It's Colorado. I bet every place does. Okay. I'm just not asking the right questions, apparently. But cauliflower, Phil. How do you feel about cauliflower? It's gassy, but it's good. Okay. It can be gassy. Okay. Well, I guess we're getting to know you a little bit better. But I actually think I like cauliflower. So, yeah, ingredients. How do you feel about ingredients, Phil? I mean, they're the building blocks to to life, you know? They're like the amino acids of your food. I suppose. That's science. You can't fault me for that one. Okay. Now, I, I, I like the idea of doing more ingredients episodes, if for nothing else, to really like, I guess. Banter? Sure. Yeah, 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 that. And learn how to pick them out because honestly, sometimes when I'm at the grocery store, I feel like I have no clue what I'm actually looking for other than just making mm. sure that there's not mold on it. So I kind of enjoy cauliflower. Actually, cauliflower is really kind of interesting just in terms of its origins. Like, what is it? Like, if you were to... I have absolutely no idea. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's like, I I think I always grew up thinking it was just like a different type of broccoli. Obviously, it's like so different than broccoli, but it gets lumped (laughs) together. Like, if if you're buying like a bag of frozen vegetables and one of those vegetables is broccoli, like if it's a medley... I think there's probably a 99% chance that one of the other vegetables is going to be cauliflower. They just get grouped together. Yeah. I mean, they definitely like look similar. They are from the same family. Or if you're at your absolute favorite restaurant, Outback, and you order the steamed vegetables, probably going to get those two things. Yeah, they they are very similar, broccoli and cauliflower. They're they're from the same family. And like this is kind of an interesting family of vegetables. It's the coal family or the brassicaceae. Uh, there are several things that are in this family. Cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale, kohlrabi. And kind of what's interesting to me about this family of vegetables is that they all come from the same plant really. The wild cabbage or it it might be called like a a wild mustard plant. And like all of these things come from that plant. There's kind of like obviously like a lot of selective breeding that has gone on. But honestly, it's not, it hasn't even been that long 
that that's been happening. It was kind of like the 12th or 13th century that you really started to see these unique things emerge. So cauliflower, it's kind of a Mediterranean thing. You really like see it coming out of Cyprus and it really didn't gain popularity until, oh, kind of the 1600s or so. But cauliflower has definitely been having a little bit of a a heyday recently, Phil. A moment. Yeah. It's kind of the cauliflower time. Yeah. The, the age of cauliflower, if you will. I think my most interesting cauliflower meal was a meal literally entirely composed of cauliflower. Was it just like a stalk of cauliflower or the head? Which one would it be? It's a head. You don't eat the stalk. Mm, no, you can. Okay. So I think we might have still been dating. But Molly had this, I, I don't know, she probably saw it online somewhere, I don't know. But she made cauliflower steaks. Oh, and yeah. and we had those like on a bed of pureed cauliflower. They might have been like roasted cauliflower on the side, I don't know. At the very least, it was cauliflower steaks with pureed cauliflower. And it was really, really good. Did like, it taste I was, like beef? I was, I was super surprised at how great it was. I don't know, I wouldn't go that far, but was interesting like you had these even just with that like the the cauliflower steak and the pureed and on eh, she might have put some cheese in that there might have been like some parmesan or something in in that pureed cauliflower is almost it kind of felt like a steak on mashed potatoes but it was really really good and it was an entire meal composed of cauliflower i believe it there's like it's like a really interesting thing because the cauliflower to me I, I, I think I touched on this a minute ago with the, with the crust is that in and of itself, it doesn't really have a whole lot of flavor. It's just kind of, I don't know, something crunchy. It's not bad, I don't think. Some people think it's bad, but I, I do enjoy it by itself. But there's like not a lot there in terms of flavor, which I think allows for other flavors to kind of come in and make it shine. Like your, like your steaks, like, I mean, that Parmesan cheese probably like really contributed a lot to that flavor of those steaks and like somehow gave it like this, I don't know, like maybe like zesty, tangy, almost, almost like a new mommy flavor. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 We had, we have this restaurant here called Basic Kitchen. It's one of my favorites. It's like really, really all natural and organic. They, they grow their own, you know, that's like a big trend right now. Like Restaurants will have like their own little garden. They've got a patio garden that you can like eat at and and all their vegetables come from there. And they have these cauliflower buffalo wings. Okay. That like we ordered as an appetizer and yeah, it's just like chunks of cauliflower. And then they, I think they deep fry them. Yeah. With some Parmesan and then just like douse it with like this homemade buffalo sauce. And both Ashley and I were like, what is this magic? This tastes like chicken. (laughs) We've we've ordered it three or four times since then. It's yeah. absolutely great. Like anytime friends recommend, or, you know, friends are in town and they're like, "Hey, need a cool place to eat." Like, what are some best restaurants in town? We always tell them to skip like the big touristy spots, like all the Sean Brock spots and all those fun spots. Those are great great places. But we tell them to go to Basic Kitchen and get the buffalo wings made mm-hmm. of cauliflower. Yeah. No, I think that's something that is great about cauliflower is it is so versatile. You can really work it into any type of dish. And really like any type of like ethnic dish or any direction spice wise. And you can cook it in so many different ways too. I mean, I can think of half a dozen ways that we've used it recently. How do you often cook your cauliflower? We'll bake it. I I like to put it in our world famous sheet pan. And by world famous, I mean my four-year-old daughter's favorite dish in the world. Yeah, we just like throw in a bunch of vegetables and cauliflower is often one of them and it bakes great. Like it 
just turns out really well. I know you can like steam it too, but eh, I'm not much of a steamed vegetables guy. We definitely roast it a lot. That's probably probably how we have it the most is like roasted cauliflower, which is so good. I would say though, with roasted cauliflower, that you want to roast it longer than you might think. Because it does, it does like pick up some interesting caramelization, but that's after the point you might think of it as being like cooked. So like when you're roasting cauliflower, it kind of goes through that like initial cooking phase where it like softens and then you think that if you keep going, it's just going to get like mushy and then maybe burn. But then it kind of like firms up a little bit. But then after about like 20 minutes or so, you get this deep caramelization that really brings out a, a little bit of the, the kind of starch that's getting turned into sugars or something, but it brings out this really amazing characteristic of, of the cauliflower. So I would say that roasting is one of our favorites as well. But yeah, you can steam it. Obviously, you can saute it. You mentioned fried cauliflower, which is great. I think we actually... I've not done it myself. Really? Well, maybe you should, Phil. That's what you're doing wrong with your life, is you haven't fried cauliflower. What do you fry it in? Peanut oil? You've extolled the virtues of peanut oil. So it's probably what I'd go with. Okay. Just per your recommendation. You know, come to think of it, I've never really deep fried anything. Honestly, I haven't either. I've I've watched my wife, but that's about it. I've watched YouTube videos of like people pouring frozen turkeys in a deep fryer. And yeah. that's definitely something I recommend. Yeah. Honestly. YouTube videos that is. Oh, the videos or the deep frying turkeys. <laughs> it's it's a lot of work. Sure. My dad we'll goes that yes. every now and then for Thanksgiving. And it's a lot of work. You use a lot of oil to deep fry a turkey. Well, I only eat chicken on Thanksgiving, so we've already discussed this. How much you and I both dislike turkey as a main course. There are better meats out there. I would just go with mashed potatoes as my main course for Thanksgiving. And bonus, cauliflower mashed potatoes, Chris. I was just going to ask if you uh, have ever mashed your cauliflower to uh, potatoify it. Yeah, it's delicious. Sometimes, though, I think in order to like get a good mashed potato flavor, you just continue to add butter. And then yeah, more that, butter. that's how you make mashed and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, mashed potatoes are one of the most unhealthy things for you. Like half and half. Do you make it with half and half? No, just butter. Oh, really? Oh, you <laughs> should try it with half and half. It's delicious. Or have you actually come to think of it? We use heavy whipping cream. There which you is go. Even okay, more I, I, I can you. I can I can I can buy into that. Yeah, just just straight heavy cream and butter. Now I think I, I have heard mashed potatoes described as basically just a carrier for as much fat as you can get in there. Of course, we do a lot of garlic, and I like to add dill to mine. Okay. It's good. I think butter. Just butter. I'm fine with just butter. I'm going to do that next time on my cauliflower mashed potatoes. <laughs> but I think the point I was trying to make is that sometimes, not every time, if you're not careful when you're using cauliflower as a substitute, you sometimes overcompensate. Like cauliflower rice, I, I think it can be really good, but can it can also just like be overpowered with a butter flavor. Yeah. When you're subbing cauliflower, have you have you run into any challenges? I mean, other than what I just described, I think maybe it can be kind of messy. Like if you're making, okay, sticking with like the substitutions, if you're making cauliflower rice, using cauliflower as a rice substitute, that can be a pretty messy preparation. You can either buy it frozen, which is fine. It can be a little pricey if you buy it frozen. And then I think like the whole like preparing frozen vegetables ahead of time can be a little tricky. Like sometimes getting out a cheese grater and then just like shredding that cauliflower head, it can get everywhere. That's like maybe the biggest deterrent for me. Like we've actually had the conversation. Hey, do you want to do cauliflower tonight with our tacos? And then Ashley's like, 
and have all that mess. So then we'll just do rice. What problems do you have, Chris? I feel like the the water content of cauliflower is is higher than a lot of things that you're trying to substitute it for. Which might be the reason that when you buy fro- a bag of frozen cauliflower, that it can be a little tricky to thaw and saute. With that, you definitely get a lot of water. It's like a brick of ice. Um, so what types of things do you like to sub it for? Because it seems like we've talked about pizza crust and rice. Also, red meat. But I don't know if that counts for anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've not done the steaks. I'm really curious about doing the buffalo wings at home. Although, again, I've never deep fried anything. You know, maybe if there's a podcast out there to inspire me to deep fry, I might yet to find one. I don't think I've really substituted cauliflower for anything other than the aforementioned. Yeah, I feel like cauliflower substitutes for a starch better than kind of all of its other options. You did mention rice, but also things like potatoes or in in our pizza crust case, you know, a bready starch. Like pizza dough. How about cauliflower pancakes? I don't know. I think that's something that you could do. I have never had that. Have you? Nope. I would like to give it a try. I can see it working. Yeah, because like, like, have you ever had a potato latke? Yeah. No, I I can definitely, especially with that in mind, I can see that working. Exactly. It would totally work. The next bar mitzvah I'm going to, I'm serving cauliflower potato ladkeys, and I'm going to see what happens. It scores some action. I don't know. <laughs> what type of action are you looking for there, Phil? You know, like the dancing, drop, like throw the plates on the floor. That might be something else. Yeah, that's Greek, right? I'm bad at this. <laughs> I'm bad at this. I think both cultures enjoy breaking things. Okay, good. (laughs) So I think, Phil, all that leaves us with is how do you actually pick it out? How how do you pick a head of cauliflower out at the grocery store? When you're looking for one, what tells you that it's the one you should buy? I don't know. I don't know. Because honestly, it's a little tricky. Yeah. Educate me. So yeah, I think there are two main things to look out for. One is that uh, a cauliflower that is fresh and still desirable, I suppose, is going to be firm. As it ages, it's going to get softer. Sure, that makes sense. You want it to have a good body. Sure, yeah. Anyway. And then the other thing that is kind of interesting and actually even kind of goes back to that subbing challenge idea of of it being a little bit more watery is that cauliflower and a lot of vegetables actually, when they're fresh, they have a lot higher water content. So if you're looking at two heads of cauliflower that are like the same size and one is heavier than the other, you should actually go with the one that's heavier because as they age, they lose that water content and become lighter. So just look for something that's that's firm, is heavier than the rest, and obviously doesn't have like mold or brown spots or I don't know, roaches. But if it's got some girth, you're good to go. Yeah. See, I just thought that... Like when you're comparing vegetables and you're often comparing them by weight, since you're paying for them by weight, you might be tempted to choose the lighter one. Yeah. But if they're the same size and one is lighter than the other, it might be a little bit older, Phil. So anyway, that's uh, cauliflower. Wow. Thanks, cauliflower. Now I don't know how to end since you've already done the whole rate us and review us thing. Well, I mean, I did mention Facebook but I didn't mention the Dad's Kitchen Facebook page. And that does exist. So when you're done selling or buying your goods on Facebook Marketplace, 
ditch that and jump over to Dad's Kitchen Co. and give us a follow. Might be kind of fun. I don't know. You never know what you'll find there. Honestly, Chris, I never know what I'll find there. <laughs> <laughs>